Did you beat it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew you. I knew you did. I knew you did. I should have saved that for the cast. I should have saved it for the cast. <sighs> Love it. I'm so glad. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Pursuing Pixels. My name's Kevin Portelli, and I'm here tonight with John Hines. Hey there. And DJ Mandolini. Hey, guys. How's it going, <laughs> Deej? It's been a little while. It's been a minute. Yeah, it's going Yes, well. indeed. Good yes, to, indeed. Have see you, your, uh, your pretty faces yeah. again. Same here. Same here. We got the video rolling. I think a couple weeks ago we had to record the app with uh, no video just because of the <laughs> internet issues we've all been having. But um, yeah, we're... All back. DJ's back from a little vacation, and uh, we're back as always to talk about some video games. So uh, why don't we just uh, dig right into it, and we'll dig into uh, a little new uh, or semi-new Pico 8 game that we've all checked out uh, that just came out called Star Jump, and this is from uh, Lucatron, I think is the name of the developer. It's the same developer uh, that developed uh, Marballs and Marballs 2, which I think I've at least given a quick shout-out on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've definitely made a couple of videos for those games, but yeah, we just recently played through Star Jump. DJ literally just played through <laughs> it just now while Very we were fresh. getting everything set up, so why don't you uh, get us kicked off, DJ? What did Me? you uh, think of Star Jump? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I guess just real quick, it's like a, it's like a top-down platformer, which you don't really see too many games like this these days. Top-down platformer on the Pico 8 in, like, squiggle vision, <laughs> which is really cool. Yeah, what I mean, did you think of this one, Deej? I felt dumb right up front because I was not used to uh, keyboard controls. It's been forever since I've played on my uh, PC. I'm like, oh, there's actual arrow buttons. I don't have to wazd everything. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And those controls are... A little rough on this because there's some decent amount of like precision you got to make with these jumps um yeah like there can be sometimes you know platforming in a top-down game but like you don't see like a top-down precision platformer very often yeah uh so it i definitely recommend plugging in a controller like i i got to a point where i couldn't move forward because it was just i was fucking up so much so <laughs> if you don't want to be yeah. like me Mm-hmm. <laughs> I w- yeah, so. I was definitely in a similar boat because I started playing the game on the mobile version uh, in the in-browser game. And as difficult as like a, ki- a keyboard controls could be for that game, like it is very difficult using the like Pico 8 precision platformer because like I was swiping the screen like left and right so that was reloading and going back on the page as i was in the middle of a jump like i i can absolutely say like this game is needs a level of control that requires basically a controller yeah i i agree 100 percent, and thankfully i i went that route from the start and uh, just played all the way through this one. And again, I, I just fired it up on the Pico 8 platform, but you can play it right in your browser, even with a controller. It's so awesome how you can just sync all that stuff up, go full screen. Um, and there's even one cool thing about this game, too, is there's there's no soundtrack whatsoever. There's just like a little like ping sound every time your little star jumps. Um, but there is like a link on the itch.io page that goes to like a YouTube playlist or a YouTube like video that has like a soundtrack. It's more like a soundscape. It's like just kind of like ambient noise and like kind of wind and rain is I, I didn't I didn't actually put it on while I played the game. 
But uh, I checked it out after and I was like, oh, that's pretty that's a cool idea, especially to work around the Pico 8 limitations. Um, but yeah, I found this game to just be really fun. It, it took only like 10 or 15 minutes to rip through. But I don't know. They threw in quite a few clever puzzles throughout the game. Like, I really like how the perspective like zooms in and out as you like kind of progress screen to screen. It's kind of always like one screen at a time. And uh, yeah, again, you just don't see too many top down precision platformers. And I really love that squiggle vision or that wobble pixel art aesthetic. It kind of had a like extreme Baba is you vibes, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of. But uh, <laughs> yeah, speaking of, I was going to say there's not really too much more to add on that game. I mean, it's just a, another really cool Pico 8 game. We were just talking about a bunch of Pico 8 games either last week or a couple weeks ago, John. So figured we'd give this one a quick shout out since it's a new one from uh, one of our favorite devs or a mm-hmm. cool dev that we really like. And uh, yeah, so why don't we kick it over to DJ? Give it to me. Yeah. So I've uh, <laughs> pl- played a smattering of things lately. Uh as nice. you alluded to, I've taken a, a couple trips lately, and uh, you know, the only reason I'll ever use my Nintendo Switch <laughs> moving forward, come on, is uh, when I'm at the That's airport. <laughs> it's just uh, I'm 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 a, I'm a Sony boy. I just yeah, and you got the PS5. It's all shiny and new. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, I'd even take the PS4 over that, but, you know. Oh, <laughs> I haven't turned on my PS4 in months. I know, you're out of your but, mind. Yeah, to each their own, to each their own. But anyways, uh, yeah, I've been trying to, like, polish off some some of the games that I've come, like, so close to finishing, like, completely. Mm-hmm. Like, I've technically beaten Baba Is You, and I've technically beaten Ukulele and the Impossible Lair, but, like, I haven't, like... I haven't hundred percent. I haven't solved all the puzzles in Bob. Oh you. man! And you know what? That- there's only like so. Right now, there's there are two levels that are available to me, and beating one will unlock access to new levels. But like these two levels, I just I can't. And I've spent. The, the one that I need to unlock other stuff, like I spent hours on it. If anyone knows, it's the one called Crushers in in the depths area. It's I'm <laughs> I I'm just beyond frustrated, and I might actually look up the answer, <laughs> which is I dude I can't blame. I mean I did, I don't think I looked anything up when I was playing Baba's You, but I also did not get very far <laughs> in Baba's You either. I got stumped by like World Two or Three. Yeah, I definitely looked something up in like level like three World Three or whatever. Uh, like so, I it is unbelievable to me that you've brute forced your way through this game, which dude, is dude. I'm real, seven, like that I'm moment of discovery hours is in. great, <laughs> That's, but. Man. Yeah. 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 Especially like you're beyond like the game itself. Like you're in the like the bonus stuff or whatever. Yeah. The, the Easter eggy stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So I'll I I think I've given it a fair shake and like uh, I'm just going to I no matter what I do, I'm going to be so upset after I watch <laughs> the answer. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Especially with puzzles. It's like you're always like, oh, how did I not see that? Mm hmm. And then uh, with Ukulele and the Impossible Lair, um, great the, game, the two D one. Um, yeah, it's just uh, so y- you know the the final level, the Impossible Lair, and there's two versions of it. And I'm yeah, I'm rocking with the hard version, which I think was actually the original version that was just 
way too hard, but I'm, I might be misremembering. Um, I don't remember a hundred percent for sure, but I know it's like essentially there's like no continues or whatever. You get none of those like extra hits or whatever. Yeah, there's no checkpoints, and you can't use any of your battalion to like absorb hits. So you have to just beat the whole thing in one go. And I've done over a hundred attempts because it keeps track. Oh my and, god, that's cool. I like that. I like that. And it keeps track of how far you got on your best attempt. And forty-one percent is the farthest I've gotten. Oh my <laughs> god, in a hundred tries. To be fair. A lot of those were while I was using the Joy-Cons, and I definitely ah, had drift issues, but gotcha. even when I've been using the Pro Controller, like, I mean, those are my best runs, but it's it's still, like, it's it's tough. Maybe I suck. I don't know. No. I, I, no, I'm, I'm really glad you brought this game up again, because I actually still, I never, I played quite a bit of it when we talked about it on the podcast, but I haven't played it since, or at least not much since, and I never even, I've never even tried that final level in any capacity. Like, I'm I'm probably about 75, 80% through the game, but I've never beaten it, beaten it. So yeah, she's going to encourage me to go back. I originally, um, when I was picking it back up, I had like three or four more like battalion members in like the overworld I needed to find or from like secret like uh, level exits, um, which I did. I did end up looking up and I don't feel that terrible it was like I, I kind of knew what I need or I had the right idea I just wasn't sure if like I was technically able to do the thing that I wanted to do mm-hmm. is, is like yeah I, I think there's a secret over there but there's I can't see it but like I, it just makes sense but like it, it would require some weirdness so I, and it's like I don't know if it's worth investing all that time in experimenting um, right, so right. I just that's how I'm justifying it. Yeah, that, I I do about the same. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's exactly what I do. Like when I when I feel like you know, the amount of time I could spend like either figuring it out on my own is not worth the like peace of mind and just like getting a quick answer, yes or no answer. I don't even need to like figure out exactly how to do it. Just like tell me if there's something there, and then I can g- go through with it. Like that's uh, I'm I do that all the time. Yeah, I always watch like the bare minimum of the clip. And as soon as I see like, oh, that's the way like cancel. Like, I don't want to see the execution as little as I can. You know, I just want to know, Okay, that's the way I'm supposed to go. Okay. yeah. I I wonder if there's some like specific outlet for like, give me just a hint, but don't give me the answer. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of nice. Yeah. Or like some way where you could like hide it like layer by layer. Like here's like the most vague hint. Here's like the next deeper hint. They kind of did that in with the Risk of Rain 2 update that added the uh, uh, artifacts. Like the wiki for Risk of Rain 2 would give you like layers of spoilers. Oh, that's cool. It would like awesome. But, like, again, that was a fan-made thing, like, where people were like, all right, how much do you want us to decode the poem that was in the item? Or do you want us to tell you what area you need to be looking for? Or do you need to know the exact thing you're looking for? I need that help big time because that game is so vague. (laughs) At least for me, I know you figured it all out, John, but I'm just like, uh. Not all of it on my own. I just stare at those challenges, yeah. (laughs) For whatever it's worth, on the PS5, I think in one of their uh, UX or UI, whichever, um, 
videos uh, when they were showing off like one of the the card view features. I think it does uh, present hints to some challenges. So hmm. that may That's be cool. that may become a more popular thing. And another reason to go with Sony. Let's yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Yeah, I don't want those built-in Sony hints. Um, <laughs> John, haven't you been not to sidetrack us, but just briefly, haven't you been playing some of the 3D ukulele recently ish? I had like when I first got the PS4 from DJ, like I had booted that up because I had started Dark Souls 2 and it was before I realized, you know, that I was heading down the wrong area before I could even got to the leveling up mechanic. And I wanted a game that just made me feel good. So I booted up ukulele. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I, I enjoyed it. But like, it was also like a weird feeling of like nostalgia for something that I that was new, obviously, like at least to me. But like, it yeah. definitely did feel like a collectathon game with like some quality of life improvements. But like, it was weird just because like, when I go back to those types of games, like I kind of have them memorized. So like I can o- overlook like some of the shortcomings of the genre because it's a comfort game and yeah. like doing it again as like a new game. I was like, this is fun, but like not as fun as I want it to be. So like it yeah. was interesting. Cause like, because it was a brand new experience and like, I don't know, maybe if I go back to it and like, play it a second time maybe i will have that level of comfort and also the appreciation for all the ways that it isn't like an n64 game or a ps1 game that has those limitations like i don't know i'm i'm interested to like continue playing it and continue to see like what i've how i feel like it over time yeah i think and i think that's really interesting because i've only played i only i think was it you and i dj we played the demo together like it was either the demo or just like the first chapter or something um and i found it to be like fun but kind of felt like i think you put it really well john just felt kind of like it's like lacking something and again maybe it's the only thing it's lacking is that like nostalgia Mm -hmm. that i feel when i play the games that i like remember from being a kid because i definitely don't think it's lacking in terms of like polish or content like i think yeah, it like has, it looks like, gorgeous looks good yeah. and it plays well but yeah i don't know i i mean the the one like critique i may bring is that like i think the levels are maybe a little too big just like mm-hmm. barely um but yeah i i'd say like after playing that game like what i remember enjoying about it was the charm and mm-hmm. that was very reminiscent of Banjo Kazooie. Um, Absolutely, yeah, all it, like it, the voices and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. So I, yeah, I, I I don't know if I if I played a different kind of collectathon, how would I feel? And I I imagine I wouldn't like it because mm-hmm. I feel like I've gone away from those over the years. But just yeah. like I, I don't know the the cuteness of of Banjo and Yuka, like I, it, it keeps me around. Oh, yeah. They do a nice job. And again, the impossible layer is really, really awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, that's I mean, that's that's a whole different type of game there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. More of like a Donkey Kong Country or Tropical Freeze type deal. Oh, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. But what else have you been uh, dipping into, Deej? Well, uh, one thing I'll just briefly mention, but save until uh, one of y'all and 
that being John probably has played it is I did play through Delta Rune. Um, Ooh, so, God, so yeah, I need to do chap- that. Chapter one, Delta, and that Rune. was wasn't that your uh, resolution game? Yeah, I've uh, nice. achieved my goals. So. <laughs> getting, it, getting it in, getting it in, DJ. First I'll just one. pop in for I'll pop in for an episode and uh, just get my uh, get my resolution game in. I'm I'm just I'm very. It was I played it at the perfect time, and I'm very excited to see what John thinks. Uh, Kevin, I I imagine that since you weren't too keen on Undertale, you, you won't be that keen on this game. But hey, if you want to try it. Yeah, I'll give it a peep. That first chapter is free, right? It's essentially like yes. a demo or a prologue sort of thing, and that's all that's out so far, right? Yeah. So it was, uh, how long it was a, is it was a good chunk? Um, that's a good question. I feel like f- played it like five ish hours, maybe. Oh, jeez. Maybe a little more. Um, I figured like an hour or two max, but that's awesome. Maybe I'm overestimating. Definitely more than like definitely more than two hours. Um, yeah well either way even if you're overestimating it's probably only because you got that sucked into it you know yeah Mm -hmm. because yeah yeah, i I played like the first 30 minutes or so of that and it had been you know before we talked about even undertale on the podcast like it was basically just like the first time going back to that i don't know universe or like feel of that type of game and like since i played undertale when it first came out and like the emotions I had from just playing the demo, like the first couple scenes were like, oh yeah, this is the type of RPG that I really like. And this is the type of story. Like I really like how Toby Fox like tells stories and like gets across some of those, like, I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll save it for when I've played a little bit more. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll definitely sync up on that. At least check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what else? Just, I'm just hogging the cast. Um, no, come on. This is my, that's what I've been doing lately too, Deej. So right. don't feel bad. I'm holding court. <laughs> I, uh, I am trying to make my way through the bit trip games. Yes. Um, yes. I've got like the, uh, the collection or whatever. I, um, it's got like all six of them. Um, and what platform? But, yeah. Uh, I've got it on PlayStation. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so I had played, I'd beaten runner, which I know is your least favorite, John. Correct. <laughs> and mine too, probably, or at least one of mine. And was that because like the, like the way that the audio didn't really sync up well with the actions you were doing? A hundred percent. For me, yes. And I think we've mentioned it even on the podcast before, but just to briefly, it's like the way they have it lined up in that game is like, it's not when you're pressing the buttons that like the is lined up with the rhythm of the song it's like when you're clearing the obstacles so like you have to press jump like you you don't get to get in the groove of the songs at least i was not able to same that is a hundred percent the same reason why i really could like couldn't connect with it because like the the whole series like it it leans very heavily on like precision rhythm like games like and i I guess maybe just like in rhythm games in general and i think we may have even touched on it when we uh, talked about terror rhythm uh however many episodes ago yeah yeah because that kind of had the same (laughs) thing where like the enemies would like appear like with the beat but you didn't have to necessarily attack them with like in the beat and like that threw me so hard and i could never really get in a groove with that yeah. and like that's just the same thing that i had with runner 
Fair. Well, I'm also Same here. trying Same to here. go through Runner 3, uh, which is quite difficult. Um, so I've I'm I've barely put a dent in it. But uh, yeah. How I, far I, are you in the in the original? Like the main line? Are you going through them in order and whatnot? Not in order. Um, just but there's a story. On, I, I know. <laughs> I remember you telling me the story a long, long time ago before I even played these games. So I'm oh. just going to remember that. It was the early, <laughs> early days of... I don't even... I wasn't the early days of the internet. I don't know what the hell I was talking there. But like, it was like <laughs> kind of early indie where like there was uh, so much like cryptic information put out when these games first came out, like bit trip beat came out and then people realized that some of the like things in like it had Morse code in some of the like beats Ooh. that were in there and like you could decode that. And then I'm not doing that. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> well, anyway, but I mean, these were, WiiWare games originally. Oh, That's yeah. what they originally came out as the, at least the first like series of, I think five games, I want to say maybe six. 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 Oh yeah, because the bundled. Duh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So but, it's yeah. uh. So what's been a little troubling is just the fact that I am compelled to go for the hard difficulty. And mm-hmm. John, if I hadn't like talked to you about it, I wouldn't have realized that that's a thing that's just unique to the bundle is having multiple difficulty levels. Which oh yeah yeah. I guess just impact how easily it. How easy it is for you to move between the different modes of like a combo level or whatever, um, which and, kind of serve as like hit points in at yeah. least in the earlier games. Like if you're, uh, you will lose when you get to another level of combo, which is, mm-hmm. and then once you take any damage or miss any beats in that combo that's when you lose but you can build those up by getting higher and higher combos which move you into higher and higher levels which will add additional instruments to the games or change like the like level like uh effects that are put on the thing oh it's great like the visuals start going crazy when your combos rack up and stuff and the audio changes very satisfying yeah yeah, and also gets like super nerve wracking as things start to drop out, like as you get closer and closer to losing. Because yep. Nether takes out all colors, just turns it to black and white, and then makes it just go down to like a metronome, Boop. basically. Boop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I've been doing it on hard, and I was able to beat Fate on hard, um, which that was, that's kind of like a, a shmup. But it's kind of like an on rails shmup, I guess. That is such a weird one to. Pl- uh, I can't believe I'm you're trying not to even think of which order. one that is. Yeah, I feel like I know most of them, but that one doesn't. It's the one I don't picture off the top of my head. It's, Fate it's, is an on rails shmup, but the rails are like not. For, oh man, it's so weird to dis- hard to describe. <laughs> yeah. Like, because yeah, the rails. Like, is it like re- like res style on rails or like? No. Or like side scroll. Oh, it is like a side scroller. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. But yeah, like the, yeah. Like I'm just like sometimes the rail is a sine wave or like a, a curly cue. Like yeah. it, it's like it's like a designated path that you can like move control forward or what, back. How, on. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that game. That game is cool. And you can shoot in any direction. So you're not like mm-hmm. fixated to just going shooting straight. Um yeah. yeah, you're just stuck on that path. But uh did that now i'm moving back to beat <laughs> so 
going going to the beginning. Uh, I beat nice. the first. Is there level gyroscope on, on the PlayStation controller? I yes. How are you playing it with? I'm guessing you're not playing with gyroscope controls then. What do you mean? Like that, that's how it was originally on the Wii. Like you had to play gyro controls. Like you just tilted the yeah. controller forward or back. Oh, so, that, so you are playing it yeah. like that? Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. So. All right. Then yeah. I didn't. I didn't know there was another way. Uh, I think that there was a release that like could let, let you use at least on iOS. I th- or maybe iOS was also gyroscope. I don't on know. on 3DS, you definitely can use the stylus. That was it. I, I I got the bundle on 3DS, and I was just like, ah, this kind of sucks. Yeah, because it, <laughs> it takes out all the difficulty. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah I, I I doubt my ability to be very precise with this, but I will I will stick with the the with the gyro it's um it's really fun yeah i i'm i might i can justify going down to normal given that oh, yeah. that is the version that they originally were released on so mm-hmm. that's how i'm yeah. gonna cheat my way to victory <laughs> <laughs> yeah but cool that they added that extra difficulty for the bundle for like yeah give you a little extra incentive to pick it up if you haven't or if you already have the games on wii or whatever yeah, yeah. Um, okay. L- last game, you guys. I'm, I'm all almost right, done. All right. uh, Let's go. I'll, uh, so I've been playing Days Gone, which um, actually just came out as one of the uh, PS Plus games, free games of this month. But it was also nice. included as like um, part of the PS Plus collection you get as a PlayStation 5 member, like that collection of 20 games. So, nice. It's a nice little open world zombie game, um, which I am just curious. I was mainly curious to play because, um, as as you know, I don't hold The Last of Us in the highest regard. (laughs) Yeah, we've talked about that a few times for sure, Deej, you and I. Yeah, and so I guess like I was mainly interested in having something in that similar theme to compare it against. Um, but although, I mean, they are different, like, you know, the last of us is linear. This is like an open world game. Um, mm. but yeah. And I, I, I can't give my final verdict until I play last of us part two, mm. but, um, I will say I was just way more into the story and the world of days gone than the last of us. Um, that's definitely interesting because I because I feel like at least review wise, it's the opposite way around. If you look at the general consensus, I feel like this game got pretty mediocre ish reviews, but I thought it looked pretty cool. Well, and I can understand it getting mixed reviews like I, I would say gameplay wise. Last of Us is definitely more solid than this. Um, like, yeah, I was actually uh, kind of sour on Days Gone right away because, um, you know, you immediately pick your difficulty level and i don't like doing that ever mm-hmm. like yeah or or if i do like have to do that i would like it to give some indication of like what's the difference between difficulties and there was like there's like yeah. normal hard hard to survival survival two, and i was like i had no way of knowing what the difference between that any of those nothing. was and yeah like, yeah it's like you gotta have a little description if especially <laughs> if those are your choices i mean i even like today was like trying to look online it was like it was kind of hard getting answers searching the internet so like that was frustrating um there's like there's some gameplay stuff like you have this like 
inventory wheel um and it 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 doesn't function that well when you're trying to get to (laughs) certain items like it's it's a little it's a little janky um but it's i did end up like getting more into the gameplay um you know at the beginning of the game like i i did hard to um and uh i was getting whooped kind of early on like i had to approach everything very stealthily like as you're you know probably supposed to be doing and uh, as you go through the game you like you know work with all these different survivors and the more you help them like you get access to like bigger and better guns and equipment and whatnot um mm-hmm. so like at the beginning you know it's feeling very weak and uh, a little frustrated um but by the end it was just oh like there are uh my favorite part of the game um like gameplay wise is like taking on a horde and a horde is like a group of like uh, hundreds of zombies at a time oh yeah um when like okay you know early on like if you're getting attacked by like three at the same time it can be a little concerning um mm-hmm. but like oh, like you have to like you know craft all these traps and like it's you're you're constantly like trying to like manage your health and it, there's just like so much that goes on into uh, a horde encounter um I just had a machine gun at the end and it was just satisfying. <laughs> I, I was going to say like in that like context, how much of it is like active combat and how much of it is like planned combat um, or like setting traps and like passive stuff. So by the end of the game, um, you get an indication of like where the hordes are. Cause like up until then it was just like, Oh, I randomly stumbled upon these and kind of hard to, uh, take them on like I think I took on like two or three like that um okay. but like there yeah. were like 20 ish I want to say um in in the game um so like by the time I could see on the map where they are I was like okay I'm gonna go here I'm gonna lay out traps this way and um yeah and by by that point what you're able to use is just so vast so it's it's kind of like I, I think it's more intended to be more of an end game thing, but, um, gotcha. Anyways, like, so I, I, I did like, uh, the immense like difficulty and like intensity that came with those battles. But, um, ba- back to like the story, I guess, like, I don't know. I, I was not expecting to get invested at all in what's going on. And like, I noticed myself going through some cutscenes and like actually getting tense and like mm. I, I i don't know i i felt more for these characters than i did for the ones in last of us and interesting and i think part okay. of that too is like it just it, maybe this is just my dumb perspective but like it just with last of us it just felt like i like I could hear the writers telling me you, you're supposed to like this character or mm-hmm. it was like with days gone. I just felt like, Oh, these are just, like, I just bought into the characters as who they were, I guess. Like it didn't, it, it seemed somewhat 
believable, more believable to me. Or a little more genuine or something. Yeah. 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 Hmm. So, and I mean, eh, again, I have to, I have to play Last of Us Part Two to give the series a fair shake. And I'm sure that the, the hype that each game got, you know, influenced my enjoyment. Like I'm sure if Days Gone got all the praise and Last of Us didn't, I, I could feel differently. Um, right, I'll, I'll right. admit that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, it was, uh, it was a good time. Like I was, I, I took a, you know, trip to Austin, uh, like last week. And during that time I was like, man, I want, I want to keep playing days gone. So nice. I don't know guys. I'll, uh, I know, I know Randall will probably not like my take on, uh, <laughs> on, on zombie video games, but that's all right. That's all right. He just talked about last of us two pretty recently and I think he's still digging through it. So, um, Maybe I'll catch yeah, up. hopefully, hopefully you two can sync up on that one in the future. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I had a couple of games that I wanted to just rattle off real quick. A couple of uh, indie roguelikes that I've been playing uh, both on Xbox Game Pass actually at the moment. Um, but I have been playing the crap out of Scourgebringer and West of Dead lately. And I guess I'll just start with Scourgebringer because that's the one that I've been playing the most of. And this game is I've mentioned it a couple of times. I think Randall and I did an episode where it was just the two of us mm-hmm. and we talked about a couple of Game Pass games and we just kind of rattled some off. And I did mention this one as just kind of like a quick shout out as like this this is one of my favorites, but I've put a lot more time into it in the last week or two. And it's like a side-scrolling platformer, like yeah, mini Metroidvania, but not really. You just kind of like explore the map, and it has a really great like fast travel system, even better than uh, Enter the Gungeon, where in the sense like as soon as you clear a room, you can just like go to the map, go to whatever room you want, and warp to any room that you've been to already. So you don't even have to be in like a, a room that has a teleporter in it or whatever. So it's just super convenient, and the combat is just so, so buttery smooth and quick like it's a 2d side-scrolling platformer but it really honestly feels more like a top-down like combat game because you are so mobile like not only can you double jump which your first jump is huge like you can basically jump and every room is like a single screen room that you're like again it almost plays like a shmup because you you have like uh if uh, dj you and i have talked about bleed i think on the podcast before bleed and bleed Two, or at least we've definitely played them together before great music but it kind of plays similarly to that where it's like you mostly are doing melee attacks you have like a light quick melee attack you have a heavy melee attack and then you also have um uh like uh, ranged weapon that you can you can get different ones and upgrade them in shops or buy weapons and stuff that like get a shotgun or get a laser or whatever but for the most part you just start out with this blaster and you keep charging that up over time and kind of like dead cells there's like a huge skill tree that you can keep like unlocking these orbs and i really haven't made it too far in the game i've only like the furthest i've gotten is into the second world um, but it's just got such a great like the pixel art is so fantastic. The music is awesome. Like it's kind of like the soundtrack will start out like a little more chill. And then as soon as you initiate combat in a room, it like starts ramping up and the guitars start coming in. It's kind of more like Steradin style music, I guess, like oh, a little yeah. less rocking than Steradin, but kind of in that vein, um, just like chugging guitars and stuff like that. And then with your heavy attack, you can not only like every enemy will kind of have like a little like Metal Gear Solid exclamation point pop up like to telegraph their attack. And if you hit them like with your heavy attack right on that 
in that time, including bosses and stuff, you can stun them and then just go to town. And again, with that double jump, not only do you have that double jump, you also have like a dash that you can do that recharges so quickly that you can do it like before you, you can do it multiple times before you hit the ground. And then not only can you wall jump, you actually can just like run up the walls. <laughs> like you can just run. Yes. So again, like it really just feels like a top down game. Like you are so mobile. It's just crazy. And like there's so many different perks, so many different buffs. And like when you pause the game, even though there's like all these different styles, like it can be kind of overwhelming. Like you're like, what does this do? What does this do? But at the end of the day, it just kind of, oh, it's upgrading my health by 5% or it's upgraded. And you can just on the pause screen, it shows like those five stats and like how much they've been upgraded with all your different pickups and stuff. But it's just uh, it's just so fun. So you like you got to be in the mood to play it. I feel bad because this game kind of got I feel like it came out right around the same time as Hades. And I feel like it just kind of got overshadowed by that, like with that game just being so popular. And and the gameplay is very similar again, even though it is a side scroller, you know, action platformer. Essentially, it really doesn't feel like a platformer in, in, in any way. It feels the combat, I would say, feels pretty similar to Hades, like that frantic mashing buttons but in a good way like you really do have to strategize and and pick because you also i forgot to mention to you with your heavy attack you can actually like knock back projectiles um certain projectiles that are fired at you from enemies so man just such a cool game and then the reason i wanted to mention west of dead alongside that is because these two games have just been perfect to kind of bounce between um west of dead is a kind of similar it's like a twin stick top down more like isometric style uh, twin stick shooter but way more strategic like it's a lot slower paced like even a little bit stealthy at times although it you know it's definitely an action game um, but basically every run it's got this really great cell shaded art style like 3d it's really cinematic like every time you kind of enter a room that will have combat the camera kind of zooms in and then in each room there'll be like a handful of enemies and then there'll be like little lanterns or they're almost like the kind of lamps you would see like in a basement, like where there's just like a little pole chain on them. But essentially they're, they're like lanterns, but they're hanging from the ceiling. And then when you hit those or when you light those in a room, it actually stuns all the surrounding enemies. Hmm. And then there will also be like kind of they almost look like coffins or something, but they're just like little barriers, like almost like Gears of War style. You run up and kind of take cover behind barriers and you can pop up and shoot your uh you know, different weapons and there's a ton of different weapons and it's really cool. Like if you have a shotgun, it's more of like a quick trigger, like just press the trigger. Obviously, you know, you want to get a little closer for the combat, this and that. But like if you have a rifle or more of like a sniper type weapon, the longer you hold down the trigger, the more accurate your shot will be. So like you can see the cursor will be like a wide, like kind of V spread and then it'll like come together the longer you hold it down. And then yeah. when, the, you know, yeah, the when they're like totally together, it's like, OK, that's the most accurate shot you're going to get. So it's really cool. Like it really just plays into that strategy. You have like a dive dodge roll kind of thing where um, you can do when you're in open ground, you can just do it, whatever. But if you're like on cover again, kind of Gears of War style, you can kind of dash from cover to cover and do like a quick it just it controls so smoothly. I love the cinematic like zooming in again when you like initiate combat. It's got this really great like almost like a bastion style narrator, not during the game, but just like when you're in like the kind of hub between runs, like, you know, when you're in kind of the purgatory or whatever it is, because um, this game kind of has a similar wrapping as Hades, at least. I mean, you're not in Hades itself, but you're in the afterlife or something. 
But it just it's really cool, really strategic. I have not gotten very far in this game or Scourgebringer, like only made it to the second zone in each game. Um, I don't know how far they go beyond that, but I just I've been having such a blast hopping between these two games. And again, I mentioned I'm playing them on Xbox Game Pass, but they're available on on other platforms. And I know, John, you've every time I bring up Scourgebringer, I know you're always like, oh, I got to check that game out. So I I just can't recommend these games enough, whether they were on Game Pass or not. Like I will because games do come and go off Game Pass, you know, from time to time. So both of these games are definitely games I probably will scoop up on Switch or on a different platform just to own them because I really am having a great time with both of them. Very nice. Heck yeah. Yeah. But why don't I kick it back over to you guys and particularly uh, back over to John because I know you're still playing some Dark Souls over there, John. I sure am. Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, and we've been saying we've been waiting for DJ to dig in a little deeper. And we will dig because I am... At the point in Dark Souls 3, I am now at uh, Lothric Castle proper. Oh, shit. So uh, I'm nearing end game, I think. I've, uh, is that, I'm i more than halfway through the game. Yes. Okay. And uh, this is what, like, every time I play a Dark Souls game, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll beat this one. And then I just keep playing because I keep wanting to do everything. I can't. Yeah. I, I could beat the game. <laughs> I'm at least on, on the you? file because there's stuff to do and I don't want to replay them because it's always frustrating at the beginning and I don't like the beginning of those games. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's totally fair. I maybe should mention mm-hmm. um, if you pretty sure if you beat the game, you can keep playing. You can choose when to enter new game plus. Oh, you don't automatic like so you can go back for stuff you missed. Okay. I'm I'm very positive about that. So like I could start new game plus like middle of a run after you've after you've beaten the game. So you could you could beat the game without doing all the side stuff, then do all the side stuff. Oh. Yeah. Okay, I did not know that. Yeah. I thought it was I thought that was also part of the weird like charm of these games that it like walls off content like once you beat the final boss that it's like nope now you start new game plus okay uh i don't know if that's something i should have let you discover or but i don't know because also yeah when when am i gonna beat a dark souls game but yes i'm i'm at the point in three and i think i've cemented my opinion that like I think once you get to a point in all of the games, they're kind of about even in terms of my enjoyability of the game. Like once I've unlocked, you know, my end game setup in terms of like equipment and spells and pyromancies and stuff like I I pretty much am at a similar level in all three of them. But I think that the arc that it takes to get there is vastly different in all Mm. of them like i actually think three has the best pacing in order to get to that that's right uh because yeah like there's just like the the time that you get like pyromancy in like one and two is like you have to beat x amount of bosses whereas three like starts right off the bat and like you can set like choose your setup like right off the and it's immediate that 
that payoff is really quick and it feels good to just like build from like the get go on that. But yeah, it, <laughs> it, you just remind me like it's it's hard for me to like compare the games against each other at times because a I will play them like maybe years apart from each other. So mm-hmm. like I could sometimes be like, oh yeah, like that mechanic is in both of them when it's really specific to one. Um, mm-hmm. But also it sounds like you always want to go pyromancer. Yes. And I always try to pick a different class whenever I play any of the games. So I can't, it's hard for me to compare like what's different about using this class in this one versus the other one. I never thought about that. I also think that it's part of like a sunk cost fallacy where like I've learned how to play exactly one way in this series (laughs) and the ability to start another game up at least with that like gameplay like already familiarity like muscle memory is such a huge boost like i see like videos of people playing other builds and like i can't even imagine playing that way like i like can't imagine ever playing with uh like a katana or a rapier like those play styles are just so vastly different from what i've spent hundreds of hours like I won't say perfecting, but at least getting to a manageable <laughs> level. Like, I, I can't imagine starting over from zero and, like, wow. learning those. Uh, be a no, that's a good point. How much How much do you feel like that carries over, like, in, in terms of, like, I mean, because some games, like, for example, like, if you go back to the Uncharted games and, the, like, they, they feel different from game to game. Like, how much does that carry over if you're playing the same, like, character type? I mean, I'm always using basically the same exact weapon in every game, either a brigand axe or a bandit axe, whatever they name it. But it's yeah. a sem- it's the faster of the uh, mid-level before you get to like the specific uh, like special axes. And it feels exactly the same in every one. And I love that. Like, even the uh critical attack like feels exactly the same and and i think that's a strength i think i'm i am extra uh, extrapolating that to all other weapons i'm assuming they all function similar (laughs) but i will never know because i will never use another weapon in any of these games i would do the same thing as you for sure the x is a good weapon i can't blame you it's so i like it if it suits like I, I've and again, like I've this is kind of just how I react because like that that play style has become how I en- enter encounters where axes will stun lock enemies or interrupt attacks like for certain ones. So I do play a little bit more dangerously where I'm like, all right, I can I'm anticipating that this character will be able to will stop their attack if i attack them right when they like hit start their animation like i'm not building my character around parrying or whatnot i'm basically leaning really heavy into this axe aggressive yeah oh but oh i know like that's the thing like i'm i do really want to play bloodborne and sekiro to like see how they handle but at the same time i'm like i don't know how vastly different that's going to be 
You won't have that build. I won't. Nope. 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 Um, but you were talking about the different paths to get to the point you're at um, mm-hmm. in the different games and what those differences are. And I cut you off. So did you? <laughs> yes. I don't. I don't remember what I was saying in that. Other than, I. I, I yeah. I don't know. I. I. Oh, what I was saying. <laughs> um, thank you. That took a long time for me to get back to that sentence. Yeah, I did not remember that at all. <laughs> um, but I, I think one of the biggest differences and the thing that I kind of hold against, not hold against, but like don't enjoy as much in three is the level design where I think that the levels in three are kind of built around a lot of one way paths or like loops that don't accomplish anything from like oh you've unlocked a shortcut which will make progressing through this area simpler more of just like oh this is a path to a chest or a specific item or maybe a one-time enemy encounter and i don't dislike that on its face like i think it's still i still really like the levels overall and i think that they're really well designed but I think I just enjoy the level design and layout more in two. And it's just a personal preference. I don't think that there's anything. I don't even think they're that vastly different. I think that the the level design in two just is more a streamlined version of one, which was a lot of like you get to this point and then when you get to the point after that you unlock a shortcut which makes it you bypass the first point yeah and it was about like creating these shortcuts and loops that made traversing the area easier in one and then in two it's more of like you doing that on these individual levels like that spoke outwards yeah and there wasn't there weren't any like there weren't any paths that you would go on in either one or two that didn't accomplish that or didn't move you forward. Hmm. Whereas I'm, like I'm, three I'm, has I'm, a lot of little nooks and crannies to explore. I'd, I'd be curious as to yeah, which, which nooks and crannies you're referring to and, and, I, and, honestly, and I, what you can, and what you qualify as like having a point to it. Cause like, yeah, would, would some I, I, cool gear be enough of a point or, well, that's the thing. If I'm only ever using one weapon and like yeah. two it's a waste of time thing, it I, and I don't want to say that it's a waste of time because it is offering like more content. And if like it's going specifically to your build, then it is like something that you're looking forward to. Like I knew from looking up because I had to do my weird spreadsheets at the beginning of the game where i'm like all right what is the we- what is the exact enchantment that i'm going to put on this axe which is oh going to God. scale with like <laughs> magic damage and all then i realized that three has simple uh, enchantments which allow you to regenerate your magic or focus points which basically then just turns my entire build into a like unlimited magic like given enough time and it's oh great but because that only gets introduced i don't know like 10 or 12 areas in like i knew from the beginning i was like all right i'm not gonna encounter a simple gem until i get to the ithril dungeons so i'm just like i'm i know exactly 
Oh, yeah, that's what I do, baby. <laughs> but oh, man. But it, it did like it turned that what for other people, you know, who aren't going to use that item like that's not something they're like making a path to or like specifically like setting up a goal for. But for me, it was. And maybe that's what all of these like little nooks and crannies are doing for other people. Hmm. I, I wonder if, yeah, if, if it would make sense to, I mean, I mean, the series is over, so there's no point in <laughs> saying what they should, but like if, if it would have been valuable to like, if you come across some loot, like you could choose between certain things based on what build you are. So there is always the chance it will be something valuable to you. Um, hmm. But I don't know. That's neat. I mean, I think like also the vendors do a good enough job of that. Like, I think that trading stuff in or, or selling it or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. And the fact that you could sell gear right off the bat. Oh, and, and three is so, so good. Oh my oh, God. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Two definitely does have some rougher edges that get ironed out in three, but I'm, I'm still, I'm still a two boy. I, I figured. I, I figured the linearity of three would uh, not bode well with you. And yeah, yeah, and and it kind of makes sense that they were done that way, in the sense that like in two and three you can teleport right away, but in one it was like only once you reach mid game that you can do that. So you kind of needed those interconnecting paths. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, man. Do you have a favorite? Do you have a favorite out of the three, DJ? I know you've said I think Sekiro was your favorite of all the From Softwares, or at least yeah. you were leaning that way, but of just the Dark Souls games. It would, it, it it's probably three, maybe one. Um, but, like, I, wow. I, think, I, I, think, I think one has enough gameplay issues where it's, I, I, I think... Three is the most solid. It definitely gameplay. looks the clunkiest. Yeah, one looks like very clunky, and I've yeah. I've only I played it way back when, just but a little bit. Remastered. But it's very slow, clunky. <laughs> it looks like they've, but it looks like they've like, I don't know, they've they've sped things up between There's, two and three just a little bit. It's I was got the most say, the remastered version of one still has plenty of just horse shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've gotten into that. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, but I I was. Uh, one thing I did want to bring up while you were on the sure. podcast that uh, you specifically like had a critique of two in that they just throw a bunch of dudes at you, and that's kind of what their solution of difficult or their like take on difficulty was was just throwing a hundred guys at you and like it, you it, can it eventually felt more whittle. quantity over quality. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And a thing that I my critique of three is that there are very specific aggro levels or like areas of like triggering aggro on enemies that will come into you. And I have 100% run through groups of enemies and just outrun them and like not engaged in entire areas of the map because I was like, and once I got to the end of uh, Ithril, uh, the boreal city like there's an like the final area of that is just like i don't know a dozen silver knights or like black knights and i was like 
I don't want to do this. And I just ran. <laughs> I, like, I was like, I, I'm so far from a bonfire. I, I don't have very many healing items. I'm just going to see if I can ignore this entire section. And I could. <laughs> like, but couldn't you make the argument? It's nice that this game gives you options. I don't know if that was intention. I don't you can think... have it your way. You can have it your way. Yeah. I well, I mean, when, when I play these games, I always approach it with a mindset of like, I want to kill every enemy at least once. Like, I mean, that's that's what that's I, how I play every also... game. Even Mario. I got to jump on every freaking Goomba. Yep. It's so stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb. Yeah. I don't know. I mean. Yeah, I don't, I've I've gone back to certain areas that I did just peace out and dash past everyone. But on like, there are so many areas like when I'm in them for the first time, I'm like, don't want to do this. Bye. <laughs> and like the game lets me. So I don't know. I, I it's more of a expectation versus like because I again I'm glad that I can skip that area because that would have been a fucking nightmare to deal with. Oh, well, in a way too, like uh, in a traditional like turn-based RPG, is it? It's not that different from like running away from combat encounters that you don't want to engage in. I guess. I guess. Yeah. I, just just spitballing. Yeah. But that's but those are usually like random encounters. It's not like scripted. Like. Yeah, it's more like I'm I'm not grinding right now. I don't want to. Engage, right. yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, but may, yeah. maybe you'll need to start engaging if you want to be strong enough, baby. I, hey, <laughs> buddy, if you think I'm not grinding like <laughs> crazy, you are sorely mistaken. Oh, God, like it, like oh, it, intentionally grinding. Oh, buddy! Oh, God, I can't That's how play John plays. the game that way. I am a hundred levels higher in Dark Souls Two than you were when you beat the game. Oh, God, <laughs> like, that sounds about right. <laughs> you, I am more than double. Like yeah. your level, like you beat the game. I think at level ninety-five, I'm at two hundred. What the fuck? <laughs> Damn, like, buddy. <laughs> we play what's these the, games what's, very what's differently. Taking Let's just just polish it off beat it <laughs> but i love that i love that you guys are clearly playing these two or these all these games very differently and like but it's still enjoying them in totally different ways so oh, yeah uh john i so so you've reached law three castle so you've beaten you you've beaten the the big bosses that you need to get there yes all the lords um, of cinder so I don't know. What was your experience when you took that lift ride up and then the font came up like an Orlando? Like, cause when I played that, the like I, I don't, I got so pumped when I saw that, but I had it spoiled. Oh so, like, no. I, I knew it was coming <laughs> and I will say like having that expectation made it disappointing because like an orlando when you first get there in one uh like is this huge like bright beautiful i mean and not even it's kind of dour because it's like yes there's sun there but like it's a false sun blah 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 you're reading the lore descriptions of the items and you know this i feel like this sounds for is it like a big like cathedral area kind of kind of looking ish thing like it's there's tons of buildings but you're kind of like I, I feel like, like I've seen this area. Yeah. But like Anorlando, like 
in three like it's supposed to be like it's based in like this ice level or like right after this ice based level so like already it has that but like also it's only like the last two rooms of it like three rooms of it so like it is like there's no difference in scale but it feels smaller and less like i i i kind of yeah there's less i kind of like the fact that it feel like the whole thing is like yeah it's fallen but also when i when i found my my buddy the giant there dead i was like well then yeah. why do i even care about this yeah, <laughs> yeah. the only NP- I'm, I'm glad that andre made it out of one but also time doesn't mean anything in these games so who knows what's happening like <laughs> yeah i yeah. uh definitely yeah was had a, had an emotional experience there um i did like the way that it like i was expecting there to be uh because i knew that it was coming i knew that it was the next area i wasn't expecting it to be like that yeah as it was and, until i got to the like elevator and i was like oh oh so like i liked that yeah but it's i don't know i there there have been a couple moments in the game that have been callbacks to one that i actually don't think are as powerful or like yeah i I don't know i i think i kind of dislike the fact that they are callbacks to one as opposed to just like new things because like i don't know it's that that's why i that's a big reason why i like three over two is because it 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 makes it feel like it's a part of a franchise it's not like two feels like a separate game i I don't know i I think it's also like in the mythos of the game where i'm like well like time doesn't really flow and like existence for all undead like kind of is meaningless as like unless you are the player character like i don't know like seeing these npcs again in three after one i'm like well all right they're fine like (laughs) then Mm. why do i have to fight anyone if i can just be a cool npc shopkeeper fair fair Whatever, Why do I John. gotta be the the chosen undead? What? Why can't I just hang out with Andre? Uh, you should uh, watch some game theory videos after you oh beat this, because they're out there, man. He he points out your potential identity. Mm. But anyway, uh, yeah, I know we should stop talking about it. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> there's so <laughs> much more like. <sighs> well, yeah. well, well. Hopefully, we'll hopefully we'll have DJ back on again soon, and we can keep digging in because Randall's been teasing that he's going to dig deeper into these games and yes. whatnot. Oh, what we tease. we definitely got to do that. But yeah, we're getting back into like the early days of the podcast with this one here. We got a nice long one for you guys this week, but well, sorry. I think we can. Uh, no, no, that's a good thing, man. We it's just a tiny bit more. Dark Souls, I know it's, it's like a tiny bit more editing work for me. But other than that, it's I'm not. It's not like concerned nothing about you. awesome awesome that's fair enough but i think we can pretty much uh wrap things up there this week guys and as always you can find us on the internet at pursuingpixels.com for like our main podcast site or whatever but linktree slash pursuing pixels will lead you to all our other stuff instagram twitter youtube twitch all that stuff but uh 
yeah, we'll be back. Uh, we've got our anniversary episode coming up soon, and we'll be back uh, next week to talk some more video games. But until then, uh, take care. Bye. Bye. How's it feeling now, Deej? Oh, that's great. Did I just win? <laughs> uh, okay. I just, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm launching myself. In- <laughs> nice. <laughs> got those DK barrels. Yep. Oh, okay. I see. I see. I see. <laughs> this is basically a speed run of how I plague Dark Souls. There's What's this, that? Uh, I get it. Uh, oh, the controls are ass. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> oh, this is pretty good. I see what you're doing there.